Tomorrow, I'll check on this theory that maybe cookies are an important ingredient in my overall health. So I make a plan. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner are allowed to include cookies. Welcome to The Steadfast Life from Jake and Witt over at SteadfastLifeCoaching.com. Witt and I love sports, adventure, coaching, faith, growth, and above all, that fascinating space where all five come together. Let's see what that space has to offer us today. Hey friends, thanks for stopping by. And if you've been here before, welcome back. This is episode two in a three-part series where Wit and I are sharing sort of the ideas that we go through with our Steadfast Warrior Mastermind clients who are looking for what actions to take when they want to move toward new results, but they don't know what actions to take. So how do you take action when you don't know how to take action? And the answer is that you plan, execute, evaluate, adjust. So last week we talked about the importance of the plan, and this week we're going to talk about execution. This part's actually really simple. You just do it. What's not simple, however, is the drama that gets stirred up. Last week, Whitney and I were lucky enough to be invited to an exclusive retreat with Brooke Castillo in Lake Tahoe. When we talked about going, we decided to turn it into sort of a mini romantic getaway by staying an extra day after the conference was over, staying in the resort, which was very luxurious, Ritz-Carlton, and just relaxing in luxury. We'd fly into a nearby airport, be in love with each other, and do all the things that in-love people do in resorts. It would be magical. However, before we booked the trip, my daughter said, Dad, could I go to California too? I'd really like to learn to snowboard. This sentence means everything to me. One of the values I hope my daughter holds on to is a sense of adventure. And to hear her share this desire, it honestly made me get a little emotion in my eyes. Wit feels the same about fostering this adventure, so we change the trip into a whirlwind of multiple 3 a.m. alarms, eight-hour drives, uh, calling in favors to friends to try to get snowboarding gear and arrange transportation for, for Paige, spending extra money, and managing our minds as we attempted to be present where our feet were in multiple different environments and stages of this trip. We did it. We arranged everything so that on June 13th at 7.30 a.m. we would be in Mammoth with snowboards and Paige plus some family to share the experience. The weather was predicted to be sunny and warm. The tickets were already purchased. The gear was on its way. Everything that I wanted to make this experience exactly as I had imagined was in place. And when the time came, I didn't really want to go. Why? No reason really. Just seems like a lot of hassle. Probably a little fear to perform well. And I think it would just be easier to stay comfortable in bed. My plan was perfect, but I didn't want to execute it. Luckily, this only happens to me 100% of the time. So I didn't really give it much authority. I am a planner. I make really good plans. Unfortunately, when it comes time to execute them, I feel dread when I think about experiencing that discomfort. I feel justified in sleeping in or skipping it today. 
I feel resistance to the consistency of being a person who executes. Basically, when it comes time to execute the plan, I don't feel like it. What are you going to do? 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 Hey, I'm doing what I do. You know, I've always done what I do. I'm doing what I do. The way I've always done it. And the way I'll always do it. In an effort to solve this problem, there are four angles I approach it from. We'll use working out in the morning as an easy example that many people relate to. First, I'm committed. And committed means taking the action even when you don't feel like it. Or especially when you don't feel like it. Otherwise, it's not commitment. It's just doing whatever you want. With this definition fresh in my mind, when the feeling like it goes away, when I get that feeling of dread, I can recognize this as what I call a championship moment. It's one of these moments where I get to demonstrate my commitment because it's not just doing something I want, it's doing something even when I don't feel like it. This tends to foster a sense of uh, motivation in me and it kind of feeds into my self-worth because I have a story that I value myself when I follow through on taking actions, especially when I don't want to. The second thing I do is I name my story. I know full well that when the time comes to execute my plan, almost any plan, I'm not going to want to. I could make that mean that maybe I shouldn't and send my brain on a hunt for all of the reasons why this instinct is right that I shouldn't do this thing. Or I could recognize the story, the I'd rather live life under a blanket story. That's the name I give it because I do not want to live my life under a blanket. That whole idea of being under a blanket, it sets off like a red light alarm in my head that something is going in the direction I don't want it to go. But knowing it's there, knowing that story is going to show up, expecting it and seeing it as a story, it gives me distance from the story and it helps me to see it as optional instead of something I'm obligated to. Third, I foster gratitude. And this goes back to my volleyball days. I wanted so badly to play division one volleyball and I had so much evidence that it was never going to happen that when it finally did I was filled with gratitude the thoughts that fueled this gratitude came so easily to me that I would find myself sometimes gasping for air with 10 100 yard sprints to go I would bend over put my hands on my knees look down at my feet but see my shorts where LMU was printed there and a smile would creep across my face. Many of my teammates would feel they had to work out. I felt fortunate to have the opportunity and it made all the difference in my experience. I've held on to that lesson. So now when it's time to do the stuff that I've committed to on my calendar, the thoughts may not come as easy as when I glanced down and saw that LMU, but I know the value of fostering the gratitude on purpose. So I do it by thinking rehearsed thoughts intentionally. Thoughts about why I don't have to, I get to. Fourth, I'm aware of the thoughts that make me feel justified in procrastinating or skipping altogether, and I'm clear on my why. Some of the thoughts that I know show up in my head are, Jake, you should sleep a little longer. Sleep is really the most important thing. Or Jake, you only planned a 10-minute workout. It's not even going to make a difference. 
or hey jake there might be a better and more efficient way to do this you should probably research this first so that you're not wasting your time jake you live an active lifestyle you don't need to prioritize this you know you'll get a sweat in somewhere today basically all of these are a way of saying jake the plan you made is a bad plan don't do it isn't it funny how my lower brain always has the same idea don't do it the way i answer this thought is maybe you're right little brain but maybe you're not let's find out my why is not to get stronger it's not to lose weight it's not to be disciplined it's not even to build healthy habits all of these things are great and i want them all most of the time but it's easy for me to engage in debates with myself isn't sleeping a more healthy habit than push-ups instead my why is to find out i will execute my plan so i know if i like the plan or not i am free to make adjustments but not when the alarm goes off if i find myself thinking i was up late last night and i'll probably be too tired if i get up right now maybe let's find out my shoulder aches i should probably just rest today huh maybe let's find out this isn't even going to make a difference in my life maybe let's find out there's probably a better way to get strong and you may not be doing this right maybe let's find out i don't argue with my lower brain i don't hate myself for wanting to get out of stuff i said i would do i don't read the tea leaves and think that having thoughts like this is some sort of mystical sign that my plan should be adjusted i simply acknowledge that i don't know everything it's possible that my plan is flawed as a matter of fact it's likely it could be that i want to try something entirely different tomorrow I'm even aware that my lower brain isn't against me. We're all on the same team. We just have different ideas. I'm simply saying that I want to find out. And if I don't execute, I can't find out. Check out the freedom that's available here. I decide I want to eat healthy. But what is healthy anyway? So I make a plan. Tomorrow, I'm going to fast all day and just eat chicken and grapefruit for dinner. At lunch, I see some cookies. And I want them. I want them bad. And I think my life might be better if I eat them. After all, balance is part of healthy, right? Maybe. But let's find out how this feels first and we'll try the cookies tomorrow. After evaluation, I hate my fasting and chicken and grapefruit plan. Tomorrow, I'll check on this theory that maybe cookies are an important ingredient in my overall health. So I make a plan. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner are allowed to include cookies. I eat 12 cookies throughout the day. I feel sluggish and lazy. The idea of exercising sounds like torture, and when I do it, every measurable is worse than usual. I decide I don't like my cookie plan, but I found out, which is super helpful the next time my brain suggests a cookie-heavy diet, and we all know it will. I try a new plan the next day, and the next day, and the next day. There are thousands of adjustments that can be made and I remind myself that making imperfect plans is all part of the journey. My value lies in my execution, even when I don't. That's right. My value lies in my execution even if I don't execute the plan. Because if I don't execute well, I simply make a new plan. Maybe an easier plan. 
maybe different preparation, maybe a new thought to practice before I try to execute the plan, or maybe extra time spent with my why. I evaluate and adjust. And here's the coolest part. I am 100% sure that my time on earth will end before I get this perfect. So imperfection is all part of the experience. I am uninterested in the idea of arriving. I'm interested in the journey. I've been climbing mountains and I've been standing on mountains. The climbing the mountain is the exciting part. The standing on the mountain is just a moment in time. So what if the purpose of life is simply to test as many theories as possible, to grow as much as possible, to up-level as many times as you can? What if there is no highest mountain? What if the point is simply to climb? What if the point is simply to have an idea and then find out? What if the point is not to stop the waves, but to learn to surf? Thanks for joining us.